Okay, so first off, you were telling me about my thirty-two dollar day pass at Movadi for my weight so, cut. So you and your lady friend, so you said it's sixty-four dollars total. Yeah, Cause that's like going out for dinner. What does that like, mean? That's a day out. I'm like, I just need like a half an hour sauna to make sure I cut a little bit more weight, so we yeah. get a little higher Wilkes in case something's close. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, the lady drops off, oh, sixty-four dollars. I'm like, hey, oh, all right, here, so let me bend over real quick. <laughs> You can just spit on it for well, me. Like, Come on. So you obviously you got towels all night. Like, what do they got that's so special at Mobile? Uh, nothing. Uh, they got a wet sauna. No, sorry, it's a dry sauna and a steam room. Apparently the gym was nice. I don't know. I didn't even go in it because I really had no purpose. I don't even think you're allowed to use chalk there. No, Sarah snuck it's a, it. It's a global gym. Yeah. They'll, they'll, some of them will be on like if they see you on the low low. And yeah. clean up after yourself and let you go. And then she was pulling like three plates and people were staring at her. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, mm, of course. That's a global joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were in the sauna. Was anybody else in the sauna with you? Yeah, a couple guys. No one no <laughs> talking. Dude, no so talk. even listen, you're six foot four. Trying to, cut, trying to cut to 110 like a very smart, intelligent human. Kilo, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and um, hadn't eaten any carbs. And you were eating salami in the sauna. That is sauna. I should have been though. We're like, you guys want some? <laughs> but yeah, that was like, there's a goon in there. Yeah, just, just here you go. But you just hadn't had that. carbs, and you just eaten eating. Cold I cuts. ate a couple cold cuts just to like get me some sodium and just to keep yeah. me half sane. You stepped out of the sauna. Uh, to eat, that. Yeah, because that's some scary shit. If you walk in there, there's a oh, no, six or four, two hundred fifty pound goon, <laughs> naked, sweating, dying, eating cold Eyes cuts. Eyes are just red. Eating cold cuts, and you're like, come in. <laughs> Plenty of room. You're welcome. To You're come in. welcome. To come in. You can join me if you'd like. <laughs> and this guy's like a goal, 55 year old balding dad, father of three. He's like, Jesus Christ, son. What the fuck is going on in here? I, oh, I, pay, I pay like $150 a month to avoid a gentleman like this. Here's <laughs> the crazy part. You know what a monthly is? How much? 42 bucks. Jesus. A monthly is 42 and a day pass is 30. These guys got to work out their economics. That's what I was like. So they're very greatly discouraging yes, guys. They, they want your yearly membership yeah, fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want, and I think like three months was like 250 or something like that. I'm like, how do you justify yeah. this? Yeah. Well, we want people to sign up for a year, so we give Even them the sauna. They, they send in two lady boys. Yeah, that's basically what it was. It should work out that way for that cost, because I know in Thailand you could pull it off for that. That's right. And get change. Yes. Those are the perks. <laughs> yeah. Two little lady boys walked in. Like, no, 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 no. You misconstrued. You're like, sorry, sorry. You're eating salami in here. <laughs> now you get uppity. Now you're getting uppity on us. Yeah. All right. Well, you you send me signals when you got in here. <laughs> What do you really want? Tell what us what you, you really yeah, want. Exactly. Look, you paid the you pay, $32, you, you, you can pretty much have whatever you want. You paid to play. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to cut two kilos and then right, leave the fuck out. But the old fashioned way, yeah. damn it. Yeah, the old fashioned way, sweat it off myself. Sweat it off. Be out. Okay? The gym that I go to weigh in is literally down the street. That's right. Oh, well, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. It was, and you made weight. I made, I made well under, actually. I was like 238. Oh yeah, so because so, it's two forty two. Yeah. So you were just trying to do. So first, you you got the Canadian Nationals coming up. Yeah. And you're cutting for. So right now, where's your body weight at? Mm, lighter than I want to be because it's been thirty five degrees every day over yeah. here. Yeah. Hey, uh, fucking man, you're Two forty five, roughly. And folks, just for anyone's listening, this is Ryan Gregnell. He's been on the show a bunch of times, co-hosting. Uh, he's gonna be co-hosting today with me. So you're two forty five, and you're cutting to. Uh, I'll, probably, I'll probably get down to two thirty eight again. I was I was comfortable there with the twenty four hour weigh in. Yeah. Uh, with enough time, I'll be weighing in. I got the schedule, so around two thirty. 
So it'll be good. It'll uh, the drive up to Barry's like two hours roughly, I think, mm. two and a half hours. And so uh, we'll weigh in and then probably go eat some pasta and some buns and as much car. V8, basically it's Pedialyte V8 juice coconut water for the first half an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know how that goes. Seven pounds for you. I, I, I'm just going to keep it's not, that's the thing. For me, being as tall and gangly as I am, who should be competing in a much larger weight class by Yeah, height. and for 24 hours, 7 pounds, I don't think you'll be all right. Yeah, like last, I cut, what, I cut to 238 and I came back the next day at 247. Mm. So, oh, no shit. it wasn't really like yeah. deterring anything. Yeah. I was, the only, I was the only one sitting at the group with dinner eating all the bread yeah, and like, yeah, eating yeah. pasta. I didn't really have any protein. Maybe the fish, I think, that was in my pasta, but I'm like, I just need carbs. That's and you were saying, so like, I, and I know you mean sometimes you do a meet where you're like, the meat doesn't, the one meat, the first one you had, yeah. didn't really mean like you didn't have to qualify with it. So you're telling yourself, I'm just going to sandbag my squats, get on the bench because it won't affect the dead, yeah. and then you go after that dead number. Yeah. And that's that's what those local meets are for, well, right? It's like you, you have certain ones you want. Yeah. And you got to build yeah. confidence, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. last meet, I kind of had a little wonky injury before, so it really cut my dead way down. Yeah. And I know I had it. I knew I could do it. So yeah. it's just a matter of, okay, this really isn't all that important. Let's just hit it. Yeah. You know, let's prep yeah, for yeah. it. Let's set the, the attempts up yeah. so you get it. I even went a little heavier on my squat than I planned to just because things yeah. are going well. So, yeah, sometimes you get there. You get a little, it's The hardest part is if you got that goal, like, like I'm purposely going to local meet. I want a certain goal, like you were saying, yeah. to hit it in, the, in like a deadlift in competition 700 is so much nicer than in oh, gym yeah. 700. Yeah. You know you love saying that to people, the round numbers. Oh, exactly, ones. right? So, um, but well, sometimes when you show up, you're like, fuck, man, you get a little excited. You know, there's well, some kind of that was it, right? That's where I was like, I just got to keep to do what I was going to do. Stay in the pocket. And not worry about, like, you know, my, my coach was there and he... He squats more than I do. Yeah. Fucking take it. And another guy was there that I think his top attempt was going to be 800 pounds or so. Well, I'm nowhere in that wheelhouse. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, the guy's 340 and squats a ton. Yeah. But I'm like, I'll just, I'll save it for the deadlift. That's where I yeah. got it. And yeah, and hit your 700. Yeah, I hit my 320 because I didn't do the 317 and a half because that's yeah. just too damn close. So you got to yeah. do the 320. Is it? Is 317 and a half? It's like 699. Yeah, that's and, what I'm saying. You know, so that's why I went to 320. That way there's yeah. no question. You don't want anybody bringing it because sometimes you'll be in a cottage and some asshole will be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. The actual yeah. conversion yeah. is. You know the actual conversion. I'll be like, yeah, you can lick my balls on that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Way. Or it bother you, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I said it, so I'm like, I made sure I was gonna have two kicks at it too. So I did. And that's actually a good idea. Go for it on yourself. Because I knew it was there. I pulled 685 in the gym pretty easily three weeks before that, mm -hmm. and it was just like, okay, it's it's there. I know it's there. I pretty yeah. much could have doubled the 685, but the plates are hanging out and the bars whippier and whatever. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So I was like, we'll just go 660. Or 661 since we're being technical and then the 30 or the 705 and then i hit it and i'm like well let's just yolo this to three times body weight and see what happens we all dressed up and then we got to the knees and we almost went down it's some, it's some slimy and a mobile if you're yeah. not for none before we get to jessica butner because she's jessica butner's on here today fellas um you fucking hear about uh i know it's not powerlifting really but fuck it, i'm curious you hear about roseanne Barr? No, I heard some, oh wait, like the, uh, the comments on Twitter or something? Dude, she's such an idiot. Okay, so the biggest, so here's the thing, man. Anybody listening who grew up, I'm, I'm 30, 38, I'm turning 39 this summer. Um, so I remember Roseanne, the original yeah. Roseanne show, 80s, 90s, yeah. literally the biggest show in the world. And I mean, this is when TV was TV. This is before internet in the 80s and the whole nine. No one had yeah. internet or anything else. She was huge. Then, um, all right, she let the show went off as it ran its course. 
she disappears for like decades, man. Yeah. To, to the point you watch a 20 year old Roseanne Barley, they're like, who? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is that? Yeah. So um, her show comes back, same show, and I'm thinking, this is going to be a flop. You can't really strike. There was a lot of hype in it, too, right? There was like, it was all over the radio. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm thinking it's going to flop because lightning doesn't strike twice. Yep. And these reboots for a TV show very rarely work. Yeah. Turns out to be the biggest show all over again on TV. T- sitcoms are dead. Yeah. Sitcoms are dead, man. Like podcasts, on Netflix. <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. But they're not really like sitcom-y. But no. I know you mean they're like stand specials. Like, right. so for exactly. the most part, there's not a sitcom like Seinfeld anymore or Roseanne no. anymore. No. Right? No, Mega Beasts. Turn into a beast. And um, everybody on the cast is like, who had, since the 90s, had fucking work. You know, they developed <laughs> drug problems. And they're all like, we need this. They need this. All of a sudden, they're making a huge check. They're back again. They're telling jokes at bars and they're funny again. People are laughing at their jokes all of a sudden again. Um, and girls are returning their phone calls. And fucking um, Roseanne goes on like a, a two o'clock in the morning, Twitter, and says, she, she's all political and shit. And apparently, she's an idiot previously anyways. But now there's a social... Before when she was big, there was no social media. No. So she's quietly an idiot. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now there's social media. Yeah. She couldn't fuck it up. Yeah, you can't fumble the ball. You yeah. got a publicist, so if you got to interview your publicist with you, you're not going to fumble the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at home, and you're your own publicist <laughs> with Twitter. So she tweeted... Did you hear the tweet? No. So she tweeted, um, the one lady from Barack Obama's camp, I forget what she does, um, She's she, I think she's black, or at least half black or something, she said, it's as if the Muslim Brotherhood... And the Planet of the Apes made a baby. <laughs> that's what she looks like. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, oh, well, that's career suicide. Like dropping a ton of bomb on your <laughs> bank account. That's fucking, like, that's, that's, that's shoot. yeah, exactly. Like, that's shooting it, trying to kill a fucking fly with a bazooka. What are you trying to achieve, man? You're trying to push this lady in front of traffic? She's like, like, she's trying to live her life. Yeah. She's, you know, yeah. she's like, thank you, motherfucker. I may not be pretty. I don't know, maybe she is, but that's a kid, that's well, a little much. Even, it's a little bit. I mean, you can't all have, types of racist. You, you can't have Rosie saying those things anyways, because really she's yeah, not it's, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. It's like, what are you? Who are you? You've never <laughs> exactly been a sex idol. Um, you weren't a pinup girl in the 80s either, uh, if we're being honest. But anyways, career suicide. But here's the problem. Right away in the morning, without any meetings or anything, uh, the network cancels the show. Yeah. And then, and then um, her agency drops it. And then... A bunch of other networks that were buying the rights to the 80s and 90s versions of the show were like, well, fuck it. We don't want these either. Yeah. So all of that revenue Go. for everybody involved, everyone else on the show was like, hey, man, I didn't do shit, Rosie. <laughs> I was about to collect royalty checks all over again. I had a show, the biggest show. I had like, oh, oh, you just shot me. You know? Like, you don't have any friends. Oh, dude. Like, uh, nope. One of, the lady, one of her daughter on the show was like, can't fucking believe she said that, blah, blah, blah. And Rosie tweeted back like, what are you throwing me under the bus? <laughs> what? Like, you're no, driving the bus. You and you fucking bus. drove it off That's the San Francisco Bridge. That's right. That's and people watched and said, holy shit, I can't believe she drove it off the San Francisco Bridge. I saw the tablet in there. Rosie, you're drowning. But um, so anyways, she's going to be kind of bringing it back to here. She's she's going to be now on um, Joe Rogan's podcast on Friday to talk about oh. it. And a lot of people are just saying how the irony, because anyone who listens to Joe Rogan, he's really like the fa- one of the fathers of bringing podcasts to the yeah. table. Like, super huge uh, podcast. And everyone says, like, Joe Rogan, obviously they don't say racist shit or whatever, but he always said, when you have a podcast, nobody fires you. He's got 2.7 million people on his YouTube watching, but millions more downloading everything. Right. Like, his show is like way bigger than any night show or like talk show, because those are all dying. Yeah. If she went on one of those, it'd be a five-minute conversation. Isn't that be it, right? 
Um, she goes on his. They talk for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Talk from the 80s, 90s to now. Like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Blah, 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 right? And um, it's far more riveting stuff. And yeah, he's like, I, I need not um, have a producer tell me, ask her this. Ask her, well, you can't ask her this. You can't. I'll ask you what the fuck. Exactly. Out. Actually. And, she, <laughs> and she's going to agree to that when yeah, she steps on it. She walks in, right? Like, and she could, she could get up, walk away, or whatever the yeah. shit. Or she can say whatever she wants, swear, do whatever, mm -hmm. right? And uh, that's what he said is like, he's, and now he's making like, hand over fist money so there's the real like in terms of the way um, entertainment's gone with us you see on one side you could work for yourself and some people are totally self-made self-sufficient and the shows are just as big mm -hmm. and the biggest stars you know all the talk show people as soon as it's happening like come on the show right then you immediately like when hugh grant had like cheated on his wife back in the fucking 90s with a prostitute and his wife was fucking whatever some crazy famous pretty girl which I think she's a supermodel, whatever. Anyways, and um, all the all the talk show people wanted him on right off the bat right. to tell the side of the story because everyone's going to watch. Right. But now it's like fucking podcasters nailing. Well, because the stories don't go deep enough. That's right. That's 100%. the thing, right? You, you just scratch the surface. Yeah. And now, now you Google around. Yeah. Like I gotta yeah. find the show myself. No. You, you'll you'll have five minutes commercial. Another five minutes, wrap it up. Yep. What? That's nothing. Yeah, you gotta watch what you say because you're on TV. Yeah. Of course. Whereas you want a podcast, shit, man. If it takes three hours, I've seen Joe Rogan episodes three hours. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. Like you're 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 not sitting there watching it. You can on YouTube, but you're probably walking around working out, doing whatever the shit, right? Well, that's think of the travel we got to do yeah. every day. Yeah. Right? Like you got yeah. half an hour to work. You know, I'm I got drive to work whatever. Or whatever the shit. When I was traveling back and forth to see Sarah, it was a six yeah. hour drive. People don't know. Yeah, you, you're driving. <laughs> you know, the, this whole was romantic with this guy. Tall, dark, and handsome, and drove 16 hours for his girl. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so uh, I'm just going to take a quick look here if our girl Jessica Bodner is around. 8 o'clock. But uh, I couldn't believe it. So then, as soon as I seen that, it's true that, like, podcasts of the future, right? Right. Okay, sir. Oh. Excuse me, pardon me. Oh, good, good. I had uh, something unholy came out of me. <laughs> yeah. Step up. Poor Jessica Butner thinks I, I fucking not telling her. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I'm doing a sound check. I'll be back in a second there. <laughs> Just bring the sound bar with me. Real quick. <laughs> fucking Make Jesus. sure it's working. Wow. <laughs> I think I'm cutting weight myself. Okay. Oh. All right, sir. Let's give this young lady a ring. A little ring-a-ding-ding. Well, I did put like a full thing. Maybe he's even psyched for Just helping y'all. Hello? Hey, hey, how's it going? Not bad. Welcome to the show. So, uh, I'm Ryan. Ryan. Six-pack? Six <laughs> oh, yeah, this is Ryan Bracknell. <laughs> so, usually we have uh, Randy on here. And um, Randy didn't make it. He's out of town. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go with Ryan. Ryan's probably the total opposite of Randy. Ryan, Ryan's <laughs> six foot four, two fifty. Randy's five six, two fifty. So, <laughs> so a little different. But um, a funny story about Randy. So remember in two thousand sixteen um, when like when you won the world championships in Texas, right? So yeah. I was the commentator, and leading up to that, I remember Randy kept shooting. So I was running king of lifts posting people and Randy kept shooting me your videos from his personal account being like, yo, I found somebody, you like you gotta start posting, right? 
But I was like, I don't know what the shit I was doing. Because Randy's always shooting me people. I'm like, all right, all right, I'll pop oh, yeah. Relax, relax. So, so it was down in the world. And I don't know how many I posted. Maybe here, one or there. And she, he's like, this girl's going to be like the next big thing you're going to see. And I'm like, all right, okay, well, whatever. I was probably like posting like Dan Green and whatever the shit, right? So I'm down at the World Championships. And um, I'm commentating. And fucking I see you. Like, pull for the win, world record deadlift, wins a gold medal, I'm Canadian, you're Canadian. I'm like, holy shit! I was like, that's what I Like, I was like, that was awesome, right? And I hit my cell phone and I'm freaking texting Randy, go, dude, there's a Canadian down here named Jessica Bonner, she's won gold medal. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, you man, I, I told you about her months ago, bro. So to this, so funny. To, to this day, I'm always like, I discovered Jessica Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> I, tell, I tell the story like, I was at the world championships and I'm like, that kid's going to do something one of these days. And he's like, you did not. You did not. I scouted her myself. Oh my god. I love him talking about that. That's hilarious. Yeah, man. I was like, alright, whatever. So we've been posting the shit out of you ever since. We hopped on that uh, that bandwagon. So how long, just a little background for people, uh, so they could catch up. Cause you kind of came for myself, like you came out of nowhere for 2016 worlds, because you didn't post nearly as much back in the day, right? No, I definitely didn't. I was actually just uh training with a few gym buddies from Prince Albert, and I just didn't really feel like anyone would want to watch my videos. <laughs> Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> I was wrong, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shit. You're like, people like me. Wow, I'm popular. <laughs> so how did you get into Palatine? Because you were, you were, you've been an athlete. Like, we look back. I remember when I first started falling back in the day. You were a track athlete, no? And was it that hammer throw or whatnot? Like, give us a little bit of your athletic background, just so people know. Because basically, you're... A genetic freak, no? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, I've been doing track and field for about... This is the first year that I actually haven't done it, and that was because school was busy and nationals overlapped with um, track western, so I... This is the first year I haven't been a shot put and hammer thrower. Yeah. And actually, I was still a pole vaulter when I first started powerlifting a little bit. <laughs> but then I... Um, yeah, like first year of university, I think I was probably 2013, I was a pole vaulter at UMS, and I actually just sprained my ankle really bad, so yeah. I couldn't run anymore, so I just decided to start lifting that summer. Oh, 20, so 20, that's how you got into weightlifting? Yeah, and then I still continued with um, track and field, but I switched over to shot put and hammer throw. So have you ever failed at anything yet in life, or...? <laughs> 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 life is pretty good, yeah. right? Pretty, pretty so I don't know, I'm pretty nervous. I just wrote my licensing exam, so don't say that. Okay, so okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> what are you going to school for? Um, actually, I'm just, as of June 7th, I'll be graduated pharmacy. Oh, no shit. And, yeah, it's time to, I'm turning into an adult, which scares me <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, I've been an adult, it's still scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm, still trying to, I'm still trying to sort my shit out. <laughs> Find a place. I'm moving to Regina. Oh, you're moving to Regina? Yeah. Wow, so Virgin or, or Regina? 
started going to school for that want to move are you going to do anything in terms of like moving in that direction with uh because i know you're really into a lot of like informative stuff on your instagram social media really yeah cool. definitely um i'm gonna get my i'm gonna be a certified diabetes educator which uh what that means is it's a course you can take as a pharmacist so that you can have a better understanding of diabetes and help other diabetic patients yeah but Maybe eventually I can get a bit creative with how I can do that. Maybe even through social media. We'll see. Yeah, yeah especially like doing all what you're doing. I mean, how, what is it like, take us a little day in life, because some people don't understand exactly what diabetes is like living with it. Like when you were growing up, life was a whole lot different for you than other kids, no? Definitely. Well, it's, it still is, and it's something that not a lot of people, except diabetics and their parents, really, really understand. So I'm always thinking about my blood sugars and what I'm eating and how much insulin to give myself. A typical day would be waking up, doing insulin, calculating how many carbs I'm going to eat for that insulin, uh, drinking enough water so that uh, my blood sugar doesn't get high from dehydration. Even as a kid, um, the, sorry? Even as a kid you had to do all this? Oh yeah, since I was 11. Holy smokes. So this was this just like your parents had to just learn on the fly and, and pick it up? Like, this is a daily thing. Yeah, absolutely. My parents definitely had to pay extra special attention with all the educating sessions because I, I was pretty independent even when I was really young. And I still – I played soccer for uh, quite a few years, so – I'd be chugging maple syrup on the side of the field all the time. Oh <laughs> so how many needles a day would you have to take? Oh, today I've already done about nine. Jesus, what? Yeah. In a day? Yeah. yeah. So kids, so um, a lot of people don't know this. So back uh, in 2011, I was on Canada's Got Talent. And, um, what? I, yeah. <laughs> that's it's true, true story. Uh, let me toot my own horn here for a second. So, um, I was good once. I've been, I've been waiting to work this into the, to somehow the podcast. And this is perfect setup. Thank you. Um, no, but so I was on Can Scott Talent, and um, I was squatting a bleacher full of people. And for every rep I got, it was two hundred dollars to JDRF, which is like oh, a, cool. yeah. And then um, I forget how much money we made. But it was, I got four, no, three yeses by the judges, and they sent me through. It was pretty cool. Did you quarter squat? I quarter squat the <laughs> shit out of them. They oh, don't know the difference anyways. Yeah, exactly, they don't know. No, no one wanted to flame me because it's for the kids. Exactly. So they're like, ah, right, all right. <laughs> 200 more dollars. <laughs> but, um, so did you, as a kid, were you having like that many needles as well every single day? Like, how did you react to that as a 11-year-old? No, as a kid, I love to try and um, get away with as few injections as possible. Yeah. And I was on um, different types of insulins that allowed me to do that. 
but the one I'm on, the regimen I'm on now, I pretty much have to inject myself every time I eat, which is a lot because I'm always snacking. So yeah, yeah. Wow, is it? Say, is it go like in training session too? Like in between? Because I seen on your story, it's like more honey, more honey, more honey. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, do you have to go, you know, add insulin in during a training session, depending on how long it is? Yeah, it depends. Normally for a really intense, super heavy squat or deadlift session, I'll definitely have to do insulin. Okay. Hmm. And yeah, after those heavy squats today, I had to do a few units, even though the whole time I was doing the opposite, the kind of, uh, it's really complex and hard to explain, but yeah, yeah. worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. You can't really you know, be going down with the bar on you know, your back because you go hyper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when you started lifting weights after uh, with the injury previously from pole vaulting, did you know what you were doing to get right into squats, or how did you find your way into doing like squats, deads, and bench? Um, I was actually an employee at Fit for Ten in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, and I just had a couple of. I had a friend, uh, Cameron Premack, who I was on the track team with in high school, and we were doing pretty hardcore bro workouts. You were squatting maybe once a week. I don't know. Huge guns, and you were like, "What? We gotta diversify this, brother." I'm kidding. Yeah. I seriously skipped leg day for the longest time oh when I first started. God, never been accused wow. of that. Before. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, same here. <laughs> That's something no kidding. So, uh, how did you end up finding powerlifting then? Because that was 2013, and it was 20, 2016 you won the world championship, so that's pretty quick turnaround. Well, yeah, see, that summer I ended up uh, doing provincials, um, and that's when I really fell in love with powerlifting because it was an awesome atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, everyone is super helpful, and it's just exciting, and... Yeah. I love that part of it, yeah. It's, it's, see, a lot of people when they first start powerlifting, they're so nervous. Like, I got a lot of guys at the gym, and I tell them, like, man, when you show up, you don't realize it's not like a competition. That's why we call them meets. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it doesn't really get, like, competitive until a certain level. But as certain, up until, like, everyone's just kind of doing their thing, yeah. hunting for PRs. You'll have people in your weight class cheering for you to try to get a lift. You know, like, uh, internally probably not, but on the outside, <laughs> yeah. like, get it, yeah. But that, so was it? Was it the provincials? Um, so what provincials would that be? What year would it be that you first hit those provincials? For your time. That was twenty thirteen. Okay, okay. So at least you were powerlifting a few years before you won the world championships. Yeah, and I'm still. Most of my weightlifting was done through track and field after that because I remember doing provincials, uh, getting a national record deadlift, and then just going back to pole vault training. Holy smokes! <laughs> and just. Quitting the powerlifting thing for about eight months until the season was over, and then starting from there. Did you do so? Did you do strength training for the throwing though? Yeah, like that season, um, twenty thirteen, like after provincials, yeah. I um, sucked at pole vaulting because my ankle I had a bum ankle, so I couldn't really run. It was really goofy. Were you still so jacked I though? Switched over to throwing. Were you still jacked when you were pole vaulting? Um, I've always been strong, but I was definitely a lot lighter, I'll say that. Yeah, because pole vaulters, I don't know, <laughs> I don't watch, I'm a huge, I'm, I'm pole vaulting, 
like expert. I'm a pole vaulting fashionado, you didn't know. But um, I seen the world, like I watched the Olympics, everyone watched the Olympics, and the pole vaulting men are like little dudes, for the most part, I feel like, right? Like they're small yeah. gymnast style people. Yeah, a lot of uh, gymnastics background. The women, some of them are actually, the best are the ones who are too tall for gymnastics. Ah, uh, that makes sense. But they're always really lean, and I kind of, I was always pretty lean, but also really heavy, so it was a weird, a weird mix. I, I was never really a natural body type for pole vaulting. Yeah, 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 because you're lean muscle mass for sure, like, you wouldn't be, yeah. And then, so then you scrap the pole vaulting and decide, let's get into something a little more strength orientated, or? Yeah, I, I already had done shot put for a long time through high school, but... It's naturally what I'm better at, just not quite as fun as pole vaulting, so really? I tried to hold on to the pole vault dream for as long as I could, but I really wasn't that good at it. <laughs> Every now and then you're like, I don't know, man, when the Olympics roll around, you're like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, don't know. I still think about it. <laughs> no way. The, the Olympics, oh my god. How high, could, how high could you actually pole vault? What's the highest pole vault you ever hit? Uh... Three meters and 41 centimeters. Holy shit. See, it's kind of scary to be launched that far. So when I watch it, and they show it on, on the Olympics, I, like, I remember when I was a kid messing around with it, and every time you'd run with it and you'd plant it, and then I'd just bitch out at the last minute. Maybe not. Oh, <laughs> no. No, I can't. I was there with my grandpa. He was like a janitor out of high school, and he'd bring me and my brother when we were kids. And I, every time, I just bitch out. Like, I can't do it. I want to do it. But what's it like to soar through the air at three meters? You can't do too much in terms of, like, mistakes, right? It's a lot very difficult. Uh, yeah, I mean, you definitely don't start out very high. Um, yeah. And people always ask, too, why don't you just hold up the top of the pole and run as fast as you can? And... You just don't do that. You don't kill yourself. See, that's what I would have done. I would just ran and really Yeah, I would have ran and paled myself and that pull ball up and kicked out of the Olympics because this chubby guy couldn't get off the floor. But uh, so when you started picking up throwing, how far did you end up getting with pole vaulting in uh in the throwing? Uh pole vaulting? Well, it was only my first year of university, and I made it to uh, Canada West Championships. Like, I was on that team, but... That's pretty high, though. Know. Isn't that pretty far up? Sounds like it. It's it's moderate. Is I, it? know. I was never... Like, to be a good pole vaulter, you definitely want to be getting closer to four meters for women these days. In Canada, anyways. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have wouldn't have gotten that far. And then with the shot put? Shot put? I'm definitely naturally better at that. I have, a, I have one for weight throw, which is basically indoor hammer. I won Ken West last year. Oh, no kidding. And then I got, uh, I've gotten a silver at Ken West for a shot put before and a bronze as well. Yeah. So what are some of your best throws? Just for anyone who's listening, I don't know if anybody knows if it's good or what. You're gonna, oh, yeah. you're gonna impress the shit out of me. I, but yeah, <laughs> let's hear. Actually, you know what? This leads me to another story, but I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, well, my best um, shot put throw was uh, 13 meters, 52 centimeters. And my best hammer throw is 49.70, so almost 50 meters. Oh, shit. 
So, so um, imagine if you actually like tried from the get go. What? Like, yeah. Started what, in high school. Could you do? Yeah, just, like, I'm just gonna wing it in university. Could you do like the Highland Games or something? Have you ever tried thought about doing stuff like that? I've thought about it, but I just haven't had the time so far. Yeah, but that's, that's maybe now that I'm not in school, I can try some weird stuff like that. Your time. See, I um. Well, fun. A while back, I was on a reality TV show, and we went around doing like competitions. It was called Get Stuff. It was on Canadian TV. And we did Highland Games, and um, like I'd never done Highland Games before. Right. I was going to say my numbers, but now I'm just going to keep that shit to myself. I can hear yours. I should have went first. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, probably, I wasn't even going to bring it up until you said that, so I'm moving right along. So then... Um, <laughs> So then, when did you end up making a, in terms of, did you have coaching when you were leading into the 2016? Uh, no, I, was, that's it. I don't even know how I did as well as I did because I literally just worked out by myself all the time and watched videos on Instagram and YouTube. <laughs> did you have any idea that you were about to win the world championships? Did you know how good you were? <laughs> did you, what? Did you know how good you were? I don't know. I just, uh, I saw the entries and that I was ranked first and I just, I just thought that there'd be someone who'd swoop in and yeah, yeah, yeah. be better. You yeah, know? you try not to get overly excited, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's, I knew my deadlift was good because people would always tell me, but I didn't think that I could pull it all together, really. So how is it like going down there? If you haven't had like a coach, like how nervous are you? Because you have to fly down. It's a bit of a commitment. I'm sure everybody you knew knew you're going down to the world championships. Did your friends yeah. and family like? Did they realize you were ranked going in there, nominated number one? Yeah, my family's pretty chill about it though, and so was I. I actually wasn't very nervous. I was just excited because I kind of felt like the underdog in a way, just because I didn't have any help and I really didn't know that much about powerlifting yet. No shit, <laughs> yeah. That's, see, you know, it could have went either way. You could have showed up, especially like being 21. Like when I was 21, I wasn't doing like shit. <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I wasn't that's achieving. True. I didn't achieve, like, like I really feel bad about myself. I'm yeah. ready to have like drink after this interview. <laughs> but um, when I was 21, if I would have went into like a foreign country, not really super known the sport, showed up, cause those like you, it, it was in America and the Americans are so prepped. Like they're like, they have yeah. like the biggest name coaches are there. And like some people, you'll see like a Kimberly Walford who's like coaching a girl you're going against. You're like, oh, oh shit, I'm coaching myself. I'm just, I'm do messing around. So it could have went either way. I, like, I, I probably would have got a little rattled at 21. So it's pretty good that you were like calm, cool, collecting. Like, oh, well, whatever happens, happens. Well, it was still my secondary things because track was my main sport at that point. Yeah. So. Actually, I flew back a couple days early because I had to do track credentials in order to uh, do some other track stuff later on that summer. Yeah, to qualify. So, at the time, did you consider yourself even a powerlifter, like, leading into it? But if someone asked you, you're an athlete, I could tell you're an athlete, what, what, what's your sport? What would you have said first? I, I would have said track first. No, I would have said both, but yeah. I would have put track first. Yeah, if, they, if you had to choose one, you would have been like track. It probably does alleviate a little pressure if you know whatever happens. I'm like, I'm a track star. I don't need to be doing this. I'm a track star. This is, this is, this is, that see, I, yeah, I probably said it a little bit. It feels nice to know you have another thing going. Yeah. Like, all your eggs aren't in that one basket. This, this is just a side thing for me. I'm killing time. I'm having fun. 
I, you know the funny thing about um, going into the World Championships, going back to that last deadlift. Um, have you seen that video in a little while? Uh, I did. Oh my god, I watched it on YouTube. And How funny! You you look like you pulled it and won the World Championships. You're like. You kind of looked <laughs> off to the crowd like, you won, yeah, you were like, yeah, yeah, you like flew in the air and took off, like, it was like, this is surreal, this is crazy, it like took a second to dawn on you, but you stayed there for a second with it, it was an amazing time, I remember watching like, oh my god, it almost like you didn't even realize for a second there what you just accomplished. Yeah, I, I love watching that video, also because... The, the British announcer is just going crazy. Yeah, I think, <laughs> that, YouTube was, video? <laughs> I think that was Martin. Um, he's, he was like my co-commentary for the week. So I don't, th I don't think I was... Was that commentating yours or did I watch yours from the sideline? I think I might have watched was, it from the sideline. I think. Yeah, I think there yeah, was... Um, I don't remember hearing it. I think yeah, I watched it from the sideline. I think Martin, my partner, did yours with someone else. And when I watched yours from the sideline, that's why I could be like, oh shit, Randy. I, I, I found the next powerlifting star. She's a track star. I know all about it. I'll tell you when I get back. And he's like, fuck, what the shit? So that when you, was, that sorry? That was so exciting, though, because the whole room really, it was the last deadlift of the day. So there was so much energy. That's, yeah. No, that one's I heard people with random foreign accents that I definitely didn't know like cheering for me, which I thought that was amazing. That's another reason I just love powerlifting. It's so supportive. Yeah, and sometimes what I find too, because the Americans are so dominant, if if there's somebody from a different nation who like could beat out a couple of Americans, like oh shit, and some of the Europeans are immediately going to be waving like Canadian flags and become part of. Like let's go, let's go Canada. <laughs> but after you hit after you hit that big deadlift. Did you go and you went back and told your parents and arrived back? What was it like when you came, returned home? You're like, holy shit, I'm a world champion. Did like, the newspapers pick up the story? Uh, there might have been something, yeah. Um, I don't even know. It, I felt... Uh, I didn't feel that much different, actually. It kind of... It was like a separate world. Really? But the track people definitely... I feel like they had more... Respect for me after that because like, I, 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 I'm definitely better at powerlifting than I am. Yeah, yeah. Now all of a sudden people ask you like, I'm a fucking powerlifter. Yeah, yeah, I'm a powerlifter. She walks now. in the room, also just goes silent. You walk in the room, you're weird. <laughs> I see. That's pretty humble of you. I, I win the world championships. I'm fucking going to the grocery store with the gold medal, and I'm <laughs> <laughs> people back in line of me in the grocery store. I'm signing autographs for them, and they're waiting to pay. <laughs> Shit like that. So since then, uh, you have you've gotten a coach and like changed up the program, or, or what's the changes since then? Uh, well, since then, I still continued training myself for another year, and then now, as of about uh, October, I got a new coach, Justin Reason. Okay. He's from Ontario, and um, he's uh, really put together some awesome programming for me, and I made a lot of progress because. It's, it's a lot more efficient than what I was doing on my own. Yeah. Is it, is it? Is it? So previously to him, how many days a week would you squat dead and bench? Like, what would it kind of um, look like? Before then, I was uh, squatting heavy twice a week. And then I would do front squats maybe on one day. 
And I would absolutely max out deadlifts once a week. Oh, shit. And then maybe have another day that was kind of deadlift accessory day. Yeah. And then I would bench two or three times a week. Oh, so you Probably twice. You worked hard then. You're still a hard worker, even without a coach on you. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I definitely put a lot of thought into training. It, it was just that uh, I would have a tendency to max out the sets I was doing all the time. Mm. So, like, if I was going for a 5x5, five five, there would be one or two top sets where the last one would be almost a failure pretty much every oh, time. Holy smokes. So yeah. 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 And would you do, like, would you just pick a weight and be like, I'm just rock and roll with this weight? Or was there, like, a rhyme or reason to your weights at that time? Yeah, like depending on how far I was out of a meet, I would kind of pick the rep ranges I wanted to do, but I would always have one or two top sets I'd work up to and then do some back offs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't an absolute one rep max every every yeah. time. I mean, obviously but... it was. It obviously could have been that bad because you won the world championships with it. So even if you were just kind of winging it, you were doing pretty good. If you were freestyling it, but you were coming off like Eminem, it's what happened. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. So now, the type of programming you've been doing, is it um, based on RPE, or does it give you numbers, or...? The structure of my training is decently similar, although instead of benching twice a week, I'm doing four times a week, which has made a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, four times? More of a... Holy smokes. Yeah. Oh, my shoulder just <laughs> Once I got used to it, I started <laughs> I'm like, oh, having a lot of strength there. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I haven't benched that much weight yet, though. Maybe if once I start benching heavier, it'll take more. Oh, no, I don't want that much weight out. Yeah, neither do I. No, but it's all relative, though. Like, uh, do you find, is it, when you're benching four times a week, kind of structured, like a volume lighter in terms of, or is it all pretty tough? Because I can't, it'd be uh, tough. Well, I have some variations that Justin's, um, put into my training, so there'll be pause bench for low volume once a week, and then there'll be some volume added in on uh, narrow grip bench, and then my heaviest bench day is usually Saturday along with deadlifts, and that's low volume too, and then there'll be one kind of like a medium volume day in between there. Mm-hmm. And is it like, so does it give you numbers to hit? Uh, yeah, numbers to hit, but I always, uh, there's a spot in my programming sheet for RP, so that's always taken into consideration. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. See, that's usually what people are, seem to be doing. Like, RPE, he has a suggested number, but if that doesn't feel right, fall back on your RPE type deal. I could never do only RPE training. That would drive me up the wall. Because really? I just always try and, I know myself, and I know I would... <laughs> Not be satisfied yeah. until I hit a certain number. Yeah. The eight to the ten thing. That's right. It real quickly yeah. gets heavy. Yeah, you're like, I got, I got another two in me. Don't worry about it's it. It's a ten when I'm <laughs> chilling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd be lying all the time. Yeah. yeah. Let me pace the room a little bit. We'll get there. It'll but, be an RP eight. But now when you get a deadlift, because I know I do this, do you bump it five pounds when you feel like it? Well, yeah, it yeah. depends on the day. There's some days. Like, what did you have? I feel like absolute crap. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the odd day. If I'm feeling really good, I'll add feeling a little bit of weight. But it's mostly, I think, you know what? I think Justin knows that because he knows me really well. 
So he programs and it in ahead of time. That. <laughs> you, you know what? You're the friend. You go to the movies and you say the movie starts at seven thirty and it really starts at eight. But you need them. But they know they're going to show up there at eight o'clock. So you make the adjustments for them. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I too. Don't worry about it. That's common. No, honestly, I think for a, a lot of times, if I do any programming for anybody, I'll be like, I'll give them a number, and I realize it's probably going to be an anchor. So they'll either go like ten pounds one way or ten pounds the other. Yeah. Very rarely like read on point with that exact same one. Um, how how about squats and deadlifts? How often do you do squats and deadlift training? Especially dead, uh, save, save your deadlift for last because I think that's the one everybody's going to be waiting for. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> So squats, um, I like to do, I have three variations, so I do high bar, low bar, and front squats. Um, I usually do high bar before low bar squats, that's what Justin and I decided on, and then middle of the week I'll do uh, low bar squats. Mm -hmm. um, that's usually my heaviest day, and then on... The next day, I'll do front squats because I love front squats, and it's kind of like a recovery day almost. Yeah. And then deadlifts? You do a lot of... And then... You got some crazy... You see your eyes light right up? Yeah, yeah your eyes light up. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, deadlifts, I just have the one uh, Wednesday where I do block pulls, and then Saturday is always a really intense deadlift day, and that's just... I love that, and I'm glad it's been kept in my programming. Is it? I need it. By the time you get there, like, aren't you? Because you do so much, or you do feel beat up by the time it gets there. Or are you still pretty refreshed? I usually try and take Friday off. That's something that Justin and I kind of worked on. Um, my deadlifts are always better if I don't do as much on Friday. Yeah. And block pulls too. How how like how high off the block pulls and do you go a lot heavier with the block pulls, or no? No, I I don't. Uh, it's more of a I'm actually worse at block pulls than deadlifting. You know, I think. That's not that uncommon. Yeah, you're you know what? That, that that is actually not that uncommon. Um, I'm glad you said that. Well, I'm not glad you said that, but I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, good because I feel better about myself. You know, but like um, a lot of people said, it's it's weird, right? Like you're used to off the floor, and people think, and this is for those people listening about range of motion and sumo. This range of motion always easier. Man, you could conventional off a block pole and it's still hard. Well, I, I don't feel when I do it, I can't get in that like tight elasticy position. It's weird that it I want to like. Off pull into and then push from yeah where it's more just like i just feel like i'm pulling yeah i mean i'm a tall lanky guy so it's weird but yeah you know the block has to be eight inches to get to my knee yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah it just it feels uncomfortable uh, yeah yeah like how do you feel about i don't feel like i get the um like pop pull, off the ground like pulling the the slack out of the bar they yeah. just feel weird from that high i definitely agree with that um it's gotten better though yeah. When I first started out, it, it felt brutal, but yeah. that's kind of my that's kind of my weak point, like my sticking point right below my knees. So that's why I've been doing block pulls from there. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do any pause work at all? You know what? I I don't. It's a I don't do any pause work. It's a spicy meatball. You <laughs> might want to try sometime. That sucks too, though. You pause it right <laughs> I thought about it though. It's, it's, Maybe that'll be next. <laughs> yeah. Well, think about it. You got a lot on your plate already. So what's the yeah. feeling different going into uh, this World Championships than last one? And uh, real quick, how come you didn't go to Belarus? 
And that was good as a track. I decided to do track that year. Ah, okay. So you were. You know what? Actually, the, my it, it was so bad. I was banned from deadlifting for about six months, and I, yeah. Why were you banned from deadlifting? <laughs> because our track coaches didn't like that. So Whoa. I decided to do track and commit and not deadlift for a really long time. So. Now it kind of bugs me because I could have made a lot more progress in that time, but so when I did start deadlifting again, my strength was the same as it was before. I didn't lose any yeah. strength since I was still squatting heavy, but I didn't gain any strength either. Yeah. But on the flip side, so how did you do in track that year? Uh, school was so busy. Third year pharmacy is crazy, and at nationals I didn't do very well because I was really just overwhelmed with everything, but at Westerns, I, I did really well, so mm. I so don't know. The, I mean, so you were kind of somewhat keeping one foot in the track field, right? At oh, that time? no, like, that year, like, this was, this was 2017. I was pretty much just doing track, and I missed nationals, which is why I couldn't go to Belarus. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. because of track, so I just didn't really do much powerlifting that summer. And this time, the World Championships, um, you're returning now, where previously, some people might not have known who you were, this time leading into it, like, most people, we repost the shit out of you, because, like, you're really, <laughs> yeah, we, you're really popular on social media. Um, people sure. love a conventional pull. Well, and I'm sure that 400 squad will go up. Yeah, well, yeah, so, and then you're pulling, like, major weight. So many people, like, fake plates, does that bother you or you? Or is that a compliment? Because sometimes I look at it both ways where I'm like, you. it's like when a guy, you know, if, if a guy says that you're pulling fake plates, it's a compliment because you're probably a pulling him and he's, it's just like a, an ego pressure for him, right? Yeah, no doubt. I think it's hilarious. Uh, especially when it's a dude who deadlifts the same or less, then you know exactly yeah, where that is coming take. from. He's like, nah, 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 I don't believe that. We're like, you know she's a power lifter, right? Like, this is not <laughs> a girl who's lifting in her basement. But it happens all, it happens like so often with the uh, dead weight, dead or blah, fake plates. But I'm um, going to these worlds, now that everyone knows who you are, and at least in the powerlifting, you know, but we're like a small knit community and almost everybody will know Jessica Bodner and almost everyone's going to be knowing that you're a returning champion. Does it feel differently now for you? Like, do you, are you at all nervous because it's in Canada or no? Yeah, it does. You know what? It does feel a lot different now because, yeah, like having more people know who you are definitely adds a little bit of nerves, but it's mostly just that the level of competition in the 72 kilo Junior category is yeah. nuts. Is it? So who are you? Yeah. Who's, so who's getting close to you right now? Who's your main competition? I, I'm actually not even ranked first going in. Son of a bitch. Right? <laughs> Don't tell me that right now. I wasn't ready for this. I came out prepared. <laughs> no, there's some, honestly, like... Who is the bitch? There's a... <laughs> don't pretend like you don't know her name. Who is this Come bitch? Come on, she's on if the she, fridge. If she's fucking Ukrainian, I swear <laughs> to God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get upset. Where, where is she uh, from? No, there's, there's a girl from the state. She's actually um, I saw a post on Instagram. She's a also a track athlete. She's a really she's a good one. Yeah. Um, and her name's Chloe Dublin. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's the one who's ranked first. I wonder if she was at the Arnold this year. Okay, I think it rings. That's where I first. 
You guys should yeah, hit, hit the weights, go back, throw a little shot put around. Let's make this a super event. <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you, you think you can throw? We'll throw it out outside. No kidding. So how close are the nominations for this then? Um, well, I think her total is just under 500, and mine's, mine was 483, my best one so far. And then there's another girl from... Uh, from Europe, her name's Vilma Olsen, and she's uh, she's got a crazy total oh, too for squat. Yeah. The and the bench, yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's Swedish. You know what? And she's young. I think she she's still a teenager. They're we both young, yeah. We repost her a lot. She's really yeah. strong too. Yeah, they're you know what? They're so strong. And I'm really excited to meet both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like I want, to, I want to see them because You're the dream I, breaker. I see so many videos and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and it'll come down to here's one thing that Kenan's got some really good coaching. In terms of like attempt selection, um, I'm uh, Matt Goldberg is actually in the same like city as us. Goldsmith, sorry, <laughs> sorry, whoops. Um, hashtag no racist. And um, he, the type of scouting they do on everybody, they look at like the previous attempts, how often they feel their last squat, how often they feel their last dead. They know right down to, so if they're about to go for their last dead, if they already got the percentages worked up and they could be like, Jessica, this is where we got to go. As long as we end off here, um, you know, you're going to be within pulling range for the win. And the big thing with, do any of these girls have a, a deadlift anywhere close to yours, do you know? Um... Well, the top girl, Chloe, her deadlift is really good, too. It's actually, uh, it's not the Arnold. I think it was, I want to say around 450. Okay, so she's not pulling what you're pulling, though. Um, is well, that... I want to hit 500. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, there's no 500 in the tank, Yeah. if need yeah. be. All of the other girls, they have an amazing... Uh, squat, like, probably a better squat than me, definitely a better bench than me, but my deadlift tends to be pretty far above a lot of people, so and here's the we'll big see about that. I just want that 500 pounds so bad. Like, that means so much more to me than... No! Like, no! Uh, don't say it! Don't say it! you got to get the gold! Don't! don't. If, if, if it comes down to... I want to, the 500 deadlift. See, that's I what I said. When I pulled for the seven, that's, that's all it was. I sandbagged everything else. If it comes down to, comes down to like, 45 wins you the gold, you're like, load up five. <laughs> no, please, just please, please. 45, that's all you need. Fucking goddamn that load of five. <laughs> this is how the story ends. Trust me, oh ye little thing. But um, the big advantage of being a big deadlifter is uh, you get to go last. So you get to pull for the win. Like long after their totals are, you get to basically see what's the highest total loaded up and I pull for the win. That's the biggest when you're the, the deadlift gunslinger, right? So um, whenever going into a world championships, I like I talking to the Canadian coaches and stuff. They're like, Man, and even the American coaches, like yeah. Matt Gary, we've had him on the show. And he said, whenever you got a big puller, you could at the very least be like, like their totals are already done and official, all nine lifts are done, and your girl or guy still gets to go. So that's the big advantage. Takes a little bit of pressure off. As long as, you know, you don't like go one for three in the squat, and then you yeah. gotta pull like 550. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, everyone's asking me about how I think he'll do at Worlds, but being diabetic, I definitely don't take anything for granted. And then the other two, the other two or three girls actually, 
they're all younger than me, so I fully expect them to be making those crazy those crazy games That's because true. they're they're younger, you know. Yeah, and yeah, you're getting a little long in the tooth now at 23. And they're already <laughs> so strong, so like, <laughs> I know. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old now. I think your progress should be okay at 23. You should be all right. Should be slowing down yet. Does it help at all, pressure-wise, to know you've already, like, when you leave the juniors knowing you're leaving already having been a world championship in your back pocket, so, like, obviously you want to win, but for some of these girls, it's like, fuck, man, if I, I mean, every time I step up there, it's my chance. I haven't won it yet. Does it, does it change anything, or are you kind of approaching this like, like it feels like you didn't even ever win? You're just as hungry as you've ever been. Definitely that last one, but yeah. honestly, I just, what I want is that huge deadlift. I've just been chasing <laughs> that for so long, and I yeah. want to do it in the junior, and I want to do it conventional. Yeah, you want to do it at That's the World Championships. Is your family going to be at this one? I think so. Um, I'll definitely have some family from Calgary heading down there, and then, um, I'm not sure about both my parents yet. I think they're going to drive down. Okay. Cause how and then much, the boyfriend's coming with me too. Yeah, so how much different is it? Because here's the one thing with like Belarus, it's so far away, nobody's going to be around. Like friends, family, that's a hell of a commitment for them to come. So if you're like in Canada defending like, you know, these foreign invaders coming after your, your throne and it like it'd be the perfect story. I don't want you too hyped up around 500. I think you're already hyped up around it, but you pull 500 for the win. What kind of a story would that be and you get the gold medal, right? That'd be sick, but I'm just waiting for the day of. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. Yeah. Like I'm with diabetes, but. Do you, Do you have to cut a lot of weight for this? Uh, not a crazy amount actually. About um. I'm thinking I'm gonna have to cut about four kilos, which isn't bad. Of water. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's not too. So have you historically cut more or? I remember oh back, hell yeah! Because it was stupid. I remember back in the day you posting pictures and you were like, one seventy something with abs, but then you cut down like, you had a big cut. You had a pretty big cut. It got lean pretty quick. How much water did you cut previously? Um, oh, I've made some. Uh, Questionable decisions when I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> we all I had 21. 21 pounds of water weight one time, and that Holy was holy shit! Whoa, that is that was nuts. An I was Two say, hour weigh-in. How often were you checking your blood at that? Point? Two hour weigh-in. Oh my! Oh like every ten minutes. You that realize? was really that was really early on because I had holy. my influences were that that was what you did. Um, Who is your influence? Some sadist <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> like you? He was a bunch of bros from Fit for Ten. So oh my God. I didn't know what to do. Some guy that had a share. And now it's worse, but that's really bad, and I should never do that again. Especially, yeah, yeah it's just not good. You're so, a skin kidney injury there and stuff like that, too. And how did you feel, like, two, two hours later when you had, had to lift? Um... Actually, that was before nationals in Regina two years ago, or three years ago. Um, I felt like garbage before, but I still, I still want to get a deadlift by the end of the day. Yeah, I think I squat with average. That's crazy. So, what was? Were you still a seventy-two kilo at the time? Yeah. Can you can you check what what percentage body weight that would be? Twenty-one pounds. That's, Do you know what percentage body weight that would be? Oh wait. Oh, 
We'll see. It's, it's over 10%. I was going to say, yeah, it's over 10 for sure. Holy shit. Like, wow, well, I mean, so I know guys that actually, do that for 24 Sorry, pounds. that was, it was 21 pounds of total weight and then around 18 pounds of water. That's so it was still right bad. around 10%. That's still pretty bad. You know what, when you said. It was bad. Yeah. I've just never done it. <laughs> yeah. I thought when you said, oh, wait, sorry, I thought you were going to say, oh, wait, sorry, not pounds, kilos. <laughs> That's crazy. I cut 21 kilo of yeah. water and I felt great. <laughs> I felt great. I felt in my right. coffee. That's right. So what in terms of when you're powerlifting, do you have anybody that you look up to? Oh definitely. Uh Kimberly Walford. Yeah. I wanna I wanna meet her so bad. Surprise, surprise. She's the OG. <laughs> She's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um I got to meet Steffi Cohen really briefly. Oh, I seen that on Instagram. I seen that. How tall is Steffi Cohen? Um, she's not very tall. Maybe she's five two or five three. I want to say. Oh, it's not that short. Okay. Five two. Cause she's pretty jacked for yeah. only one hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, she's so jacked. So you would think she's like she must be super duper small. Yeah. Like short. Well, yes, and she must cut less substantial. I don't think she cuts too much though. But I mean, she needs at one twenty one, right? Yeah, but I think she walks. She when she posts online, she says she's one twenty three. She's true. like. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, so Steffi Cohen, and you met Steffi Cohen, and Kimberly Wofford. You hear Kimberly Wofford's not with the IPF anymore? I know. That's that's a, I'm so sad. That kind of sucks. I wanted, to, I wanted to get the chance to meet her at Worlds, so I don't know if she'll be there now. But The one thing is, um, yeah, I don't know if she'll be at any USAPL meets, but she is in the U.S., and I think she's in Eastern U.S., Yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I might be totally making it up, but I've seen her at meets in the Eastern States, but uh, actually, Fudge, that's pretty far away from you, though, isn't it? I was thinking for myself. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's like 32-hour drive. Yes, <laughs> a small 32-hour drive. Jessica, you can make it <laughs> and work out with her someday. No, and uh, have you heard also um, Isabella von Weisenberg? Have you been watching her cut? Yeah, no, I totally look after her, too. And um, she's, she's a crazy cut. She's so vascular in the last selfie she posted. I can't believe how she looks like she's getting ready for a physique show. Um, like she's incredibly lean. Like I think, like I'm shocked that she's she deadlifted 500 pounds yeah. in the gym and still super strong. But you gotta think, even if she wins and everything ends up okay after the water cut and everything, um, she's not gonna keep this up year after year. I don't think. No, you can't put on how much more muscle can she put on? Like like or like how long can she stay that lean year after year? Well, that's. Yeah. yeah, I'd be terrible grumpy. You, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's not a long-term thing. Yeah. What do you think? What are you thinking? Um, I think it'd be tough to keep up long-term, especially since she spent so long being a little bit heavier. Yeah. yeah. Like, just personally, trying to maintain such a crazy difference in body weight like that, it, it's really hard. Yeah. Like it's not impossible, but... It would be... Like, I think it's one of those deals where... Because I know she wanted to hit um, in the 63 kilos and see what she could do. Fair enough. But maintaining that for, like... Doing that for one year is being that lean. And she says, like, you know, if you've seen her on Instagram, she struggles some days. Like, it's super hard. Oh, yeah. Imagine five years of that. I'm going to do a five-year run. That would be terrible. That would be like a bodybuilding show you well, prep for, but never step on stage well, for. It, almost it never like, ends. How can you maintain? Because she's going to... I mean, Jess too. She's gonna build muscle still. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right, like she's you're, young. Yeah. you're you're young enough where you yeah. know, you're still gonna put muscle on. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get so harder. So how long harder. does that cut fall into 
yeah. by the time you're six percent body fat trying to power that. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really work that well. Yeah. So what do you think for the future, Jessica? What's some of your goals? Because you know at some point you're gonna like you're gonna graduate into the open, obviously, and then you'll be lifting alongside possibly these these girls you looked up to. Maybe not Kimberly, which is a bit of a weird that's too bad. Because it'd been really cool if you're side oh. by side generation wise, right? Kimberly's like even a little older than me, and you're like the next kind of the passing of the torch, but what will it be like heading into the open, lifting beside some of these girls you looked up to? Oh, it'll be awesome, and I'm really looking forward to it. Do you um, think it's a world title? Kind of a, what? You're going to gun it for a world title, you think? Maybe not right off the bat. What you Maybe eventually. The competition's insane, but um, it's a definitely so motivating to have such crazy competition. Yeah. It's so nice. I'm just going to... I think social media has had a huge push for like people getting involved in the sport. What, like, oh, yeah. Especially with yourself. How many Instagram followers are you at now? Uh, like 50,000? You're around Almost 45,000, I think. We'll round it at 50. We'll round it at 50. You're around 50. What's that like to be now coming into the World Championships knowing you got 50,000 people behind you now? I think it's really neat, and uh, honestly, I just like sharing my story with people because, especially other type 1 diabetics and people with chronic health conditions, because I think it's pretty encouraging to see people in your sport who are dealing with the same thing that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things with track and field is I just never saw anyone that was diabetic, and mm. that was pretty discouraging. Um, and I know why, because it's really hard to deal with. That was actually one of the reasons that I stopped throwing, too, because it just interfered too much. Yeah. Uh, do, you get but, people, uh, do you get people messaging you who are also diabetic? Yeah, definitely. And I try and respond as much as I can because uh, it's just an instant bond, you know? You What's see someone that? else testing your blood sugar? Testing your <laughs> blood sugar in public, and you're like, hey, you have diabetes. <laughs> Hey, you're diabetic. Watching my dad. Watch my dad stab himself through his shirt. Yes. Oh, your dad's diabetic. Yeah. No, my dad's type one, type two. Oh no shit. We, we used to. I used to compete in long drive for golf, and we'd be down in Mesquite, have this nice golf shirt on. We'd be on the golf course, and he, all of a sudden he's just like, oh, I need my shot. Right through his shirt, yeah. insulin stain. Oh, like Jesus! Come on, man. <laughs> no. He just pulled the shirt off. Right well, that's, yeah, he didn't care. I'm like, Dad, microfiber. He's like, ah, I don't give a shit. Yeah, a certain level of life. Yeah, it is what it Microfibers, is. give me my cigarette, that's give me my right. Pepsi, and all that. That's right. Fuck. So, how motivating is it to know these people are looking up to you like that? That you're an inspiration when you walk onto that platform and you have like fifty thousand people following. Some of them type one diabetics. Is that some extra motivation when you're in training? Yeah, it definitely is. And it's more motivation to stay regimented and stay healthy, too, because that's, that's really the main thing. Mm-hmm. As a diabetic, it's, uh, I'm a little more at risk of complications and things that can throw your health sideways, so yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to just to maintain as much as I can and be as healthy as When all is said and done, so one question we always ask everybody who we have on here. Actually, I'll let you ask yours. Well, you whenever you do co-host, you have one. <laughs> we both got one more question each for you, okay? So you go first. So as a lot of beginners are going to ask you know, this question, or they should ask this question, yeah. uh, I have three things. 
So it's technique, intensity, or programming. For the beginner, put them in order. As for importance. Um, okay, well, intensity is definitely last <laughs> until you've learned the technique. Um, yeah, techniques first, programming, intensity. See, it, it comes back the same every time, but I literally just have to like, because you get the gym bros, right? And they want to start powerlifting and they want to max out every week. And though I squatted five, five this week and five, 10 and five, 20 yeah, and snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, cause you can't, your form is shit. Yeah. Like you're barely hitting the hole. Your knees are collapsing. You know, yeah. it looks brutal and you're barely coming up and now yeah. you're hurt. Now what? Yeah. Now what's your spot next week? It's oh. funny. You're uh, I think you kind of, you, you got programming afterwards. You were intensity early, well, right? Was, you live and learn. You live and learn. Because yeah. I was a lot of... Well, you was stuff. the same way. Yeah. Oh, like, 100%. All of us, I think, yeah. when you first hit the gym, you're like, let's rock and roll. Once, uh, like you ran when he pulled 750 at USAPL Nationals last yeah. year. His first, he's like, yeah, I went into good life with my ASICs runners on and pulled 600 plus every yeah, day. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's like, that's just what you're <laughs> yeah. supposed to do. I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, I guess. Fuck you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for you, but I hate uh, you. So last question from me, um, when it's all said and done, and you're like, you're like, the, like Kimberly Walford, and you're about to step out of the game, how would you like to be remembered? Be remembered. <laughs> Hard for a 23-year-old. Oh, man. You'd be the first type one diabetic world bro. champion in you, the Open Division. You thought I was going to ask you. took it into junior. You thought I was going to ask you your favorite color, huh? <laughs> that would have been hard too. What is your favorite color? It depends on the day. Oh, that's not an answer. Some kind of blue. Oh shit, that's my favorite color too. No kidding. Oh, man, that's a tough one. How would I want to be remembered? Just that type 1 diabetic with the huge deadlifts. <laughs> <laughs> Done. You already accomplished it. You're good to go. Okay, well listen, Jessica, thanks for your time. Do you have any sponsors or anyone you want to thank that, that might be listening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Supplement World, Saskatoon, they sponsored me. They were formerly Herks, and I noticed that the shirt you're wearing. Yeah, that, that's that right. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, Herks is now Supplement World, and I want to thank Justin Reason for all the programming, and um, Rise Strength Lab for uh, supporting me through training, because... Those guys are awesome. And, uh, and my family, of course, but they're never going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge fans. They're huge fans. Yeah. Um, and how would anyone follow you on Instagram? What's your Instagram handle? Uh, it's my name with a letter D in front of it. So, did Jessica Bittner. Okay. Yeah, that's my... Almost a D stand for a deadlift? No, it was a silent D, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh, is it, it really inside, in your name? <laughs> it was an inside joke that my friend and I had in grade 8. And yeah, and it just it just never dies. I never thought anyone. It's a you didn't think you could call that out? You're like, no, I'm not gonna say it either. You know what? I never thought that anyone would pay attention to my Instagram, so I didn't care about anything. Yeah. I literally, I didn't. Now you gotta so. make a new background story. The D's for deadlift. <laughs> but that's too many brilliant. That's right. That's right. All right, well, listen, thank you for coming on. Um, good luck at the World Championships, and I'll see you in Calgary. Yeah, thank you. See you later. See you later. That's pretty good.
interview, sir. So I didn't know she wasn't the uh, number one nomination. No, I was either. actually getting a little. I just assumed she was. Yeah, like you know, being just talking about it, but I, but honestly, um, like she's obviously a former champion, mm. and based off of the numbers, she's. Moved. Well, that's why I seen the four hundred squat today, and then the dead. She did like a forty-five double deadlift. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so, so that's round five. after you get your deload and your rest week, you yeah. know, your five is probably yeah. going to be there if that's everything goes well. freaking crazy that, uh, like, she was saying, like, her bench, her bench isn't, like, her bench isn't as bad as she's pretending, but, like, right. it's not, um, I think, what are the girls, I know the 63 kilo, uh, they're around 225. 225-ish, two, yeah. Range, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got 63 kilo. Jen's just on another planet. She's an outlier. Robot arms. But, um. So I think her dead, if I'm not mistaken, it's also around that. Now those girls are open 63 kilo. Right. She's junior 72. So I gotta think her 225 range bench is a terrible no. liability. No. But couldn't be. But so it's gotta be. Um, if she's, I think her kilo uh, total is gonna be within 10 kilo of the other girls number one. But it is shocking that she's actually the underdog. Yeah. So that she's not in the pole position. It's not. You know what? That, what's the girl's name? She said Chloe, um, it rings a bell. I'm going to research her right now. And I'm going I'm to start posting her. I, I believe we probably posted her before, but I had no idea she'd be number one in the world. No, right? me neither. Uh, Chloe. But I'll be on that. And um, even another girl from Europe, that's going to be a tight competition. Yeah, because I remember there was one last year. Did the girl from Europe win last year? Uh, more than likely, uh, Jessica wasn't there. Right. And I don't believe Chloe did. But, um, wowzers. Well, I mean, if she wins, obviously, a Canadian winning in Canada, that's huge. That's her last year as a junior. Yep. Um, and now she's she's got a whole lot of backing behind her. 23 years old already. Well, I'm, hitting the numbers she's hitting. Well, I remember, I think, the first interview I knew and seen. Like, I knew you were posting her. But she was on uh, the Nationals uh, YouTube, the live broadcast. In the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I found out she was type one diabetic. Yeah. And I was like, that's gotta be fucking tough. Yeah. Like, and Nine she, needles she's lean, and yeah. you know, like she's gotta check every time she gets a needle, she checks her blood. There's so you're no poking fat. your finger literally there's, just as often. Yeah. And there's there's no fat to put that to needle in. No, no so she's lean, yeah, right? Like she's a lean girl. Now, the big but, thing is, like, as an adult, it's one thing. Imagine being like a kid having to do that yeah. shit. Well, that's what the part I like about it is she stays in super good shape. Yeah. Because I remember when my dad came home, he was a bigger dude. He lost a bunch of weight. A bunch of stuff happened with his parents. He put the weight back on. Then his excuse came up. Well, the doctor said insulin makes you gain 20 pounds a year. Yeah. I'm like, well, how the... F and I, in my head, this is before I got all into nutrition and stuff. Yeah. Well, how the fuck does that work? Yeah. And I'm like, now I'm just like your bullshit excuse, obviously, because that's what my dad did. Um but for her, because it does, it creates fat cells. That's part of what insulin does. Oh, it no does shit. create fat that. cells. You can keep them minimal, but it does create them because it has to store the glycogen in places that your body... So what's going to make you a little chubbier? It, it'll, well, that's the thing. Fat cells can shrink and grow, right? So mm -hmm. if you stay relatively lean, you're not going to notice the difference. Okay. Over time, later, 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 she possibly could. But if she stays relatively lean her whole life, the fat cells never actually get time to grow. Yeah. So she stays basically how she is. No shit. Um, and she has it timed out so well, from what I can tell, watching her Instagram, that she knows exactly when she needs yeah. oh, carbohydrates. That's what I, I was going to make a joke. She went to before. school for that. Well, and that's the yeah, other part. Yeah, that right? Like, she's very well. I was going to ask her if she was going to make an investment in Billy Bee's honey, because she's literally <laughs> slamming it in with the right? Yeah. That's a sponsor for her. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, that's the part I really loved about her. Is she she took that nutrition side of being diabetic and uses it. Mm-hmm. you know, to the best of her ability instead of where a lot of people would be like, well, fuck it, I can't play sports. Well, like, man, a lot of people, so when I was doing that thing with JDRF, I remember like some of the posters they had at the offices were like, like it's cliche to say, but like the old all heroes don't wear capes, but they showed a kid like wearing a cape and they were there like, you realize that this kid who was like six gets probably like, a thousands of needle pricks every year. Oh, every yeah. year, yeah. thousands he faces yeah. like needles all the time and it'd yeah. be tough. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter when you're tired, cranky, whatever. No, you gotta do it. There's no builds like, character. You know, and then and discipline probably builds discipline. She's obviously at twenty three discipline as hell. Well, you have to builds character and discipline and yeah. timing and you know, you just can't let you gotta be on top of things. Yeah. Well and like she said, she has a well, even when she was younger, she had a bunch of different kinds. Yeah. So I know there's faster acting, slower acting, the ones yeah. you take at night and well, all she that shit. Well, I can my dad had it stuffed in the fridge. What's this? Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I don't want to be taking something I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Um but yeah, so you know, there'd be the nighttime one, the long lasting, so you could not have a crash during sleep. And then mm. there's the, which I'm assuming she takes is Humalog, which has like a double spike to it every couple hours. Uh, and then there's Humalin R that has another, and there's, there's all kinds of them God that damn, have like a time release pattern to them where you have to know about this before you take it. You guys could have geeked out over this. Right? Yeah, probably. Nobody wants to hear that shit. It would be wildly unpopular. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are they talking about? But that's, yeah, I mean, that's that. That's what really I enjoyed about following along is how fit she stays for yeah. what's actually going on. People don't really understand truly what's actually happening. Yeah. Right? So for her to stay in that good a shape and only have to cut, let me see, four kilos or something. Yeah. She's in terrible. You know what? Like, four, I mean, four kilo is. How much is that? Eight pounds, nine pounds. and nine pounds? Because, yeah, it's 2.2. Yeah. I mean, it's no joke. Either. No. It's totally That's what I kept for mine. I got 24 hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I didn't feel great, so. No. And you're like twice the size. Yeah. And that small man. Huh. Well, that was a pretty good interview. I uh, hope everybody liked it. And I can't, you know what? Looked over some of the questions uh, we got DM'd before we went on. Uh, hopefully, I hit them all now. I'm trying to think about that. But you know what? The conversation starts flowing. Yeah, and, uh, you just a lot go. of it was about the deadlift and how she got yeah. started and that kind of stuff anyways. But uh, flowed well, man, and I hope she does well. Um, everybody, I believe the next show is likely going to be Isabella von Weisenberg. We're getting close to the world, and um, it's a huge time difference from here to Sweden. But uh, we're going to try to squeeze her in as well as a few of the key people in the big battle of the 105s. Uh, we got Bryce Lewis. We got uh, the Canadian Bryce. We got uh, Blevins stepping up once again. And, of course, Christopher Becky. And then uh, we also have uh, one of the big ones is going to be the battle in the 83, which is going to be the showdown between Russell Orhai and Brett Gibbs. Now, we had Russell on the show before. I'll probably redrop that episode. Um, get to hear his story. And, and he talks about training and hooking up with Joey Flex. But I want to get Brett Gibbs on before mm-hmm. that. And that's another one I'm trying to land, but time is not our friend when we're already two weeks ahead. Yeah. And these people are, like, Brett was across, like, the other side of the world. Yeah. So I'm like, do you want, can you do Sunday? Is my Sunday or, or, or your Monday yeah. or what, right. like, what are you talking about, right? right. I'm like, shit, man, what's the time difference? He's like, brother, it's like a week time difference. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, I can tell I could ruin fucking Avengers 2 before it came out for you because it came out here two weeks ago, but that's how far ahead we are, man. But um, so anyways, we're battling a lot of things. We're going to try to get as many people as possible for the world. Um, might need you if you got time. Yeah, I'll yeah. shoot you lines. Yeah. I'll give you some heads up. But right now I can't firm up exactly when. 
But anyways, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you give us high ratings. Um, tell your friends. Share this to everybody. You don't want to miss any of this content. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, from Six Pack Collab Ryan Gregno. See you next time.